Yo, one of the biggest R&B stars in the world who's from Sacramento. Yeah, man. Is in the studio with us right now. Victoria Monet. Thanks for coming yeah. through. We're super excited about Absolutely. this. Thank Absolutely. Thank you so much. Jaguar's a monster. Thank you. Yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible. Like, R&B is in a really, really good place mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. But your <laughs> your album, I don't think that's a biased opinion either. Like your album is sitting at the top right now. Wow, fire! Jeez, thank you. Yeah. Fire! One of the one of the R and B albums of the year. Uh, didn't wow. disappoint. Wow! Did you Guys. when you were putting that project <laughs> together? Did you did you feel like you had? You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I felt really really good about it yeah. every time I played it for people. Because you know when you make something that you love, you have that feeling when you want to play it for somebody or show them what you've made or show them your artwork or whatever play you made. Mm -hmm. And when it's good, you're just excited to do that. And so when I was playing it for people, I had that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I just there's no better felt. feeling than knowing when you body tone, right? <laughs> <laughs> like like knowing like you just like put everything into a project, yeah. you're like, yeah, no, I did that. Yeah, I, you know what? It's really um, an ode to my team. There was so much patient that, patience that went into making the project yeah. and knowing when it was done because, you know, there's pressures of people online being like, just drop the album three <laughs> years later, late, you know, and it's just like this imaginary time frame that people have. So yeah. just to resist that and really take your time and make something that you really know when it's complete is, was hard for me, for my team, and for um, fans that were waiting just to have that patience. So I appreciate everybody who waited. And, and we talk about the album, but I mean, on my mama. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> this thing going, this thing's going crazy. I remember when I first heard that song because I was already a fan. Coasting was my jam. You know, we love Coasting. And when I oh knew Victoria Monet on oh, my mama, I heard the song. And like I said, you were already a star. You were already doing your thing. <laughs> but I was. I heard that. I said, oh. Oh, we we got we got one of them ones right here. It's even bigger than I originally thought. Yeah. Did you feel that way with that particular song? That on my mama. Yeah. I wasn't sure to be honest about on my mama when I wrote the song. It was just kind of a message for me, mm -hmm. and I had it sitting around. I didn't play it for my manager at first, and she got really upset with me. Like, mm -hmm. uh, why didn't you send me this immediately? Um, <laughs> and I just wasn't sure. Like uh. I was going through a lot of things hormonally after you know being postpartum and I actually also had the second verse open for a long time because I was looking for a feature mm. and uh sent it around to a few people no one really hopped on it so I was like all right I'm making this a single so I'm just gonna yeah. finish the second verse hey, we so did that's that how we got deep in my bag with my grandma, grandma with a pepper, pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. when yes. you make records because music trends change and evolve like so frequently and now you get like a lot of like 90 second records or two minute records you yeah. get like social media records now yeah. water challenges and different challenges <laughs> that hit because a song hit and resonated with somebody is any of that stuff in your mind when you're putting together music actually I try to separate it um when I first started making music being that I was a dance dancer here in Sacramento first shout out to Boogie Monsters okay <laughs> um I was really more focused on trying to make something that I could dance to mm -hmm. tempo and like you know trying to make sure it had this thing um but then I just just shied away from that and really focused on making songs that I genuinely like that reflect my musical taste yeah. sonic taste and um, when things just happen to fall into place and I can take the next step and look at what the visuals look like or yeah. how I can make this appeal to uh, masses by uh, doing a skit or doing, you know, some kind of visual or choreography that 
is catchy or yeah. something. So I try to separate the two because otherwise I feel like I'd be operating more like an A&R or like, you know, yeah, a yeah. in a suit, but I want to operate full-heartedly as a creative. And that stuff kind of happens organically because didn't, didn't that happen with Coasting? Because you did the Soul Bloom performance and there wasn't like a Coasting challenge or something like that with the with the dancing and everything? Well, it was actually some cut. It was a song. That's, yes, that's so that's like I, yeah, yeah. I have these bed creaks in my song and so there's bed creaks in some cut. So in the live performance, I used it as a transition to uh-huh. get from one thing to another and have a dance break. And this dance break did really well. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not my song. So like my friends are hearing it on the radio, some cut all over again. Yeah. And you just showed you the power of social media and like mm-hmm. TikTok and when some people are doing a challenge that it really can catapult um, the influence of a song and just do all these things. So you hope for it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's what you want. But, you know, I try not to think about that when I'm initially creating something. I let yeah. that just be a secondary thing. And sometimes you just can't call what will catch for people and just organically happens. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, this is home. It's home. Yes. I and home. like, where did you like, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? I, I grew up in South Sac. South Sac, stand up. You know what it is, yeah. baby, let's go. <laughs> yes. Um, Florin Road. And then when I was in high school, my mom moved to Wilton. You guys know where Wilton yeah, is? Yeah. <laughs> A little well, bit yeah. Far. But I went to Sheldon. So it was like 30 minute, 35, 40 minute drive. From Sheldon me. Husky, stand up. You know what I mean? I was a McClatchy guy. So okay, you know, okay. All, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gonna talk bad about Sheldon when you leave. That's what he does. Don't do it. I mean, you know, I got it's people over Sheldon, but you know, I didn't have so I went over and coached over consumed the soaks and Sheldon. We had a little, but I got good people over there, Sheldon. No, I got good people. The thing. Sheldon is a performing arts school, it so is. I begged my mom to go to Sheldon, even though I wasn't in the district to go there. So mm-hmm. we used one of my friends' address in order to be to be able to even go. Mm-hmm. So I just had it in my head that I really wanted to go to Sheldon. My cousin went to Sheldon. <laughs> I was like, I want to go there. It's a performing arts school. And so we finessed our way up in the- It made it <laughs> happen. Sheldon. It made it happen. Yeah. I saw something. That's how on- I got this job. I just finessed my way <laughs> hey! in the work. Yeah. Like, so sometimes you just gotta hustle. Yes. I, I, I saw I, I saw something and you can um you can lay it out exactly how it went down if you want to, but I think you posted something on your stories yeah. or on Twitter about a text message. I think it was right before the tour, mm-hmm. and and I think your aunt sent you a text message, and it was a picture of you two, and you said this was the last picture we took when you said you were about to move to L.A. and become a star. Yeah. Was that is it? Was it like that simple? Like you kind of went to L.A. on a on a whim? I'm gonna make it, or? What, how, how did that story go? Did you well, just kind of leave on your own? Or? What happened was um, I was always performing um, in Sacramento. And I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I was dan- I was a dance teacher at Step One. I was also working at Golden One. Shout out to Golden <laughs> One. And still pursuing music and going into the studio when I could mm-hmm. um, with local producers and people who I made connections with. And I had my music on my MySpace. It's telling you how. Oh man! Oh my God. <laughs> Shout out MySpace. Shout oh, out Tom. Yes. You know what I mean? Like top <laughs> eight. Okay. Um, I had my music on my MySpace, and I got this email from a super producer named Rodney Jerkin saying, "Would you come audition for my girl group?" Um, and so I I went and auditioned. And their requirement was to move to LA within the two weeks. Now in my head, I already planned to move to LA, but I was working three jobs, mm-hmm. teaching at two studios and at working at Golden One so I could save enough to go. Mm-hmm. This kind of catapulted this situation. So I had a family goodbye party at Golden Corral <laughs> <laughs> and my family was just like offering 
money, like trying to support the dream. And we had taken a picture with one of my cousins, Francis, and she sent me that picture mm. to tell me like, this is, you know, we, we took this in 2009 when Victoria moved to wow. pursue music. So, That's what's up, man. Yeah, That's dope. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Golden Corral. That was my favorite Golden part of the story. <laughs> yeah, the, the party at Golden Corral. Yeah. Uh, and now you're performing on The Tonight Show. Crazy. Yo, they killed that, 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 killed was that performance. Yeah, too, that was Body huge. Thank yeah. Thank you so much. I was so nervous. Um, but everyone there was so nice. It was almost like I kind of, I feel like I picked up where things somewhat left off because the last performance um, I would, I did on television was for Jimmy Kimmel, and but mm. it was like the week before shutdown, before mm. COVID. Mm. So that was the last the thing I could do. Mm-hmm. We had all these plans that year that kind of you know got pushed to the side, and then I had a baby in between. I have a two and a half. Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you, yeah. thank you so much. So this performance feels like a you know a full circle thing where okay, it's a late night. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know though. Like you, you, you're, you're booming right now as an artist, but I mean. You're you're a songwriter. You came in came into the game a little bit with your dancing, like you talked about, but yeah. the songwriting songwriting for Ariana Grande. Yeah. And I'll just I'll speak for myself here. I mean, we talk. We're just a sports show, so we talk about like um, this player is a Hall of Famer, an All Star. You know, we we talk about Demontis Sabonis, right? And like he's a three time All Star. Mm-hmm. If he makes another two All Star game, now we got to start talking about Hall of Fame and all this other stuff. Well, your resume, you're writing for Ariana Grande. Yeah. You've got your own stuff. You've got a monster in Jaguar. You got a monster in On My Mama. Turning into a Hall of Fame career <laughs> as a songwriter. Oh but God. just talk about like that whole process of number one, writing for somebody else yeah. and then stepping out and kind of doing your own thing yeah. as an artist. Yeah, I mean it's really interesting cuz I get that often is like what some people ask me, what made you decide to like be an artist after songwriting and in my head it's like, well, I've always then an artist is just that I was introduced to a lot of people as a songwriter first, mm-hmm. but I just kind of was in the background still lifting, you know, yeah. putting work in as an artist so that when those curtains open and it's time for me to perform, then I'm ready to uh, do yeah. so. Um, but I like the fact that I was able to meet so many different people through by way of songwriting, even connections with artists, mm-hmm. um, because my pen would get me in different rooms and if I were just different rooms and I would if I were just singing and, mm-hmm. you know, just performing. So I look at it as, like, God's perfect plan, and I kind of went in a certain order. I wasn't really heavily pursuing um, my artistry seriously until I felt like I could take that break mm. because Ariana, we had written number ones with her. Yeah. Finally, they went, you know, I, I reached kind of, like, this huge goal that I had as a songwriter was to have Hot 100 number one. Mm. So then I was like, okay, now I've accomplished that. I can really sit back and take three months off of songwriting and just focus on my album. Yeah. And that's where I got Jaguar 1. We kind of, I'll take an L because you mentioned the name and I should have elaborated on it for people that don't know. Rodney Jerkins has worked with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. So to get it, like I'm talking like Michael Jackson, like everyone you can think of, he's mm-hmm. worked with them. So to get a call like that, like that's, I, I, I'm sorry I glossed over <laughs> it as if that wasn't a big deal. That's kind of a big deal when a producer of that ilk reaches out to you. It's crazy. This is why I had to go. I asked my friends, I was like, I, 
like I literally have to do this, right? Like they're like, yeah, girl, like just to call <laughs> off work because you know it's like this. Yeah, the dude thing in, where with the studio in South Sac didn't reach out, to <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. So it was just, it was just a perfect storm of opportunities, yeah. you know. And so that's also where I met this really amazing songwriter, vocal producer named Lashawn Daniels, who was Rodney's right hand in writing all, a lot of the smashes he wrote. Full Moon. He's mm. written all the the Michael Jackson smashes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I got to study him, and that's where a lot of the songwriting isms come in too. Because I he vocal produced the girl group that I was in, so I got to see him mumble and make songs from scratch, and I got to see how he stacks his harmonies and like mm-hmm. gain those skills that I could take into my songwriting and into my artistry. Yeah. So it was just like even the things that I don't understand, I didn't understand at the time. When I look back, I'm like, got it. Yeah. I understand the game plan. I see it now. So yeah. I'm just thanking God. Let's talk about the tour real quick. Victoria Monet yeah. in the building here on D-Lo and KC. Tour went crazy. Um, obviously, you, you were supposed to be here in SAC about a month ago. The venue couldn't hold you. They had to reschedule. <laughs> You're going to be at Hard Rock tomorrow. Yeah. Um, there was one when the tickets went on sale. What, what happened with the they got one of them got resold for like eight thousand dollars or something like that? They like they was going it. crazy really over the ticket. How's the tour been, man? How was it? The shows look electric. How, how's it been for Thank you? Thank you. I've been having a lot of fun. Um, definitely having a lot of fun. It's definitely a balance of, uh, you know, trying to, you know, still maintain all of my presence as a mother and still give my 100% to my mm-hmm. first headlining tour because it's been a dream since, like I mentioned, 2009 I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. for this. So mm-hmm. um, the journey has been long, but I just feel so happy to be wrapping it up in Sacramento. That's like yeah. it's such a full circle thing for me. Yeah. So tomorrow's about to go crazy. I'm having so much fun i'm tired but i'm happy <laughs> um so yeah it's gonna be great yeah it's like dope. homecoming tomorrow yeah it's you gonna perf- be real dope you perform you sing you yes. dance you song right yes. like what's your favorite you know what i think i'd have to name artistry as my favorite because it that's where i can do all three mm. i could dance i could sing i could write mm-hmm. um as a songwriter, I feel like, well, then I can't sing. Uh, you know, mm. if I was only just singing, you know, in studio, then, oh, I can't perform. Mm. There was something missing. But as an artist, then I get to tap into each one of the things that I like. So I have to just say being an artist. Is when you write a song, do you ever like, no, 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 you're singing it wrong. No, 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 not like that. You're supposed to sing it like this. This is how, like, you envision it a certain way, I assume, when you write it. But when you, yes, when you give your art to someone else... Well, that's a whole other thing that I do. I also vocal produce. Mm. So if you're just a songwriter, um, you don't really have the say. You give your song how you wrote it, and you let the artist interpret it. But then if they hire a vocal producer, Mm -hmm. then your job is to tell, say, like, sing it like this. Try a little more passion here. Like, use your lower register here. Let's cut this vocal up and make it sound like this. Um, Maybe try this harmony. So that's another element of what I do is vocal produce. So sometimes I vocal produce the songs that I've written. Sometimes I don't. So, But if I do vocal produce and I am able to give my input on, you know, how I think it would sound better and just work with the artist to say, sing it like this or try this or lay lay things like that. And I also engineer too. So I like cut their vocals and... Yeah. Doing it all. Doing it all. Let yeah. me, Victoria, let's have a little fun, though. Yeah. It's ESPN 1320. I got to ask her, are you a sports fan at all? Um, You know what? I have a cousin that's in the NFL, so I go where he goes. I'm Where's he at right now? <laughs> He's at the Raiders. Oh, okay. Oh, well, they had Amir Abdullah. I thought you were <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. So your thoughts on them firing their coach? That was, that was a joke. You know what? Don't answer. <laughs> yeah, no comment. Don't answer that. You, you, uh, I mean, you from SAC. I mean, you were you able to follow what was going on with the Kings and the excitement that happened with them making the playoffs last year? Like, are you? Are you aware of no, what's going me, on with the Kings? Tell me everything. Oh, they're killing it right now. Yeah. We need to have you like sing the national anthem at some point. Either sing the national anthem or perform outside, outside on show. Doco. Yeah, oh, I need the halftime. I need the half. You know it would be crazy because. Perform in front of the beam. That's, that's we, what we need. Come on now. Viral. You, my, one of my first performances as a kid was at a halftime show at the Kings games at mm. Arco Arena. Mm-hmm. There was, they used to do these, um, these, I guess it was like a, a seminar where you could like have your child learn for like a day or two a routine yeah. and then at the halftime they just let all these kids go out and <laughs> perform whatever they learned yeah i was one of those kids <laughs> and then from there i became a monarchs fan i was like oh the girls are so cool we all love the monarchs. we <laughs> yeah. wish they'd come back i don't know yeah. if it's, we were just talking about that earlier we don't know if they'll they'll come back but we all love the monarchs yeah. when they're out here yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be loving that second album, that next album, whenever it drops. That's what we're waiting for. You know what? I think the first thing is a Jaguar 2 Deluxe. Mm, so maybe that. I can give some more uh, song. I'm hoping to give more songs to the album that people love as much as they love the album. That's yeah. the goal. That's kind of the move now. Yeah, It's yeah. like you drop the album, and then after everyone's like really hyped over it, like the deluxe version comes out. Yeah. yeah. That's just the move of the industry now. Yeah. SZA putting out a whole nother album yeah, and calling it a deluxe. SZA adding 12 songs to her <laughs> album. Hey, like, it's like, that is a whole other album. <laughs> she works so hard. Yeah. She works so hard, and she's doing She's killing it, so... Um, it makes a lot of sense why she has so much music. We 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 want the album. We want more music from her. <laughs> yeah. But you're just finishing the tour. W- yes. What's next? Are you going to take some time to just chill out? You said, you know, be a mom and everything. Or, or are you back on the grind? I'm back out. I go to, uh, ha- I have a couple shows overseas in London. And then I have a Okay, talk that talk. We're going overseas. Yes. We got that overseas talk. Yes, Zach right. Town's going to London. Yeah. And then we headline a, a festival in Brazil mm-hmm. at, right after that. So. Yeah. And then there's a few things in between that I've got to do that I don't know that that I can announce okay. yet, but okay. I'm okay. working. We, there's watching. no sleep right now. We sleep later. I hear you. <laughs> um, yo, your your work is amazing. Thanks for coming Thank to hang you. out with Thank us. You it's, so it's, much. This meant a lot to us. Thank Perhaps you. To, uh, to, I know uh, the city and and yes. everyone who enjoys your music. So thanks for coming through. Thank you, nine one six. Yeah, we Thank appreciate you. everybody hanging out.